0: Today, from the International Gospel Hour, how narrow-minded should we be? And what does the Bible say about the King of Glory? Questions and answers are just ahead from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned.
1: Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For almost 90 years, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. I am bound for the promised land.
0: Well, thank you to our beloved brother Jay Webb, and greetings to all of you. It's good to have you with us today for our broadcast from International Gospel Hour. And it is time for our Are You Reading broadcast where I present well-written biblical articles presented to encourage and direct us within our study of the Word of God. I love thinking about Acts the 8th chapter as the eunuch was reading the book of Isaiah. You remember Philip ran to his chariot and asked if the eunuch understood what he was reading, and the answer in Acts 8.31 says, How can I except some man should guide me? And we find, after Philip saw the scripture of which the eunuch was reading, he began at that scripture and preached unto him Jesus. That's Acts 8.35. The beauty of that, they stayed with the scripture, friends. There was no personal opinion Philip brought forth. There was no denominational bias or anything. I mean, after all, there were no denominations during that time as we know today. It's just a simple understanding of the scriptures. I'm reading this, but what does this mean? Now, with our article segments today, we'd like to reach back to, if you will, A. Philip of Days Gone By, who's going to join us in our chariot and help us to understand God's will. I believe you'll love our study today, but first, for some of our newer folks, here's a little bit about International Gospel Hour, and then I'll be back with our first reading of the day.
1: Since 1934, the International Gospel Hour has been heard over the radio, and to God be the glory. We are blessed to remain on the air through gracious giving of congregations of Churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends. That's why you will never hear us asking for money from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We want you to grow in the knowledge of the Word of God. Thank you always for listening.
0: Let's begin today with an article called, Who is this King of Glory, penned by Larry Cole. We turn the clock back to the East Kentucky Beacon Publication, Spring of 1998, page 1. The title for our lesson is found in Psalms 24, 7-10. It seems this psalm was written on the occasion of the return of the Ark of the Covenant to its rightful place after it had been captured by the Philistines in the days of Eli. The background for this event goes back to 1 Samuel 4. The Israelites had taken the Ark of the Covenant into battle with them with the idea that it would help them be victorious over the Philistines. The Ark had become their lucky charm piece, 1 Samuel 4, verse 3, latter part. When the Israelites lost the Ark of the Covenant, the glory departed from Israel, 1 Samuel 4, 21 and 22. The Philistines suffered for a period of some seven months while the ark was in their possession. You can read of some of the difficulties they experienced in 1 Samuel 5 and 6. When the Philistines decided to return the ark of the covenant, it ended up in Kirjath Jearim, where it remained for twenty years. David decided to bring it home, but did not follow the Lord's instructions in moving the ark. The result was that Uzzah lost his life. Some three months later David tries again. This time he did it as the Lord had commanded. With that you have the setting for Psalms twenty four. Who is this King of Glory? The Ark was the God appointed symbol of his presence, Numbers ten, thirty four and thirty five. God was regarded as dwelling between the cherubim on the mercy seat, second Samuel six verse two, Exodus twenty five, seventeen through twenty two. You will recall that when the ark was taken, the glory departed from Israel, 1 Samuel 4, 21 and 22. When the ark was returned to the city, it represented the return of the King of Glory, or the glorious King. This King of Glory is Jehovah, the Strong and Mighty One. He is the Lord of Hosts, First Samuel 4, verse four, first first part. He claims to enter, not merely as a victorious warrior, but as the ruler the sovereign of the entire universe the ark was brought in and placed in the location that david had prepared 2 samuel 6:17 this is all interesting but what does it have to do with us today the entrance of the ark into the tabernacle typified the entrance of our lord into heaven at the point of his ascension let's first notice the prophecy of daniel in daniel 7:13 and 14 Several key words are found in these verses, one like the Son of Man, with the clouds of heaven, the Ancient of Days. Example, Jehovah, or one Eternal. Verse 14 states, and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom. Luke told us about the clouds in Acts 1, 9-11. Mark clinched the matter in Mark sixteen nineteen. Peter declared, who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him, 1 Peter 3.22. We have Daniel, who saw one like the Son of Man, come with the clouds of heaven into the ancient of days, and there was given him dominion and glory in a kingdom. Mark testified that the Son of Man was received up into the heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Peter states that he is on the right hand of God with all subject to him. Christ was worthy to receive glory. Passages such as Revelation 5:12 and 13, John 17:1 through 5, Philippians 2, 5 through 11, 1 Peter 1:21, Hebrews 2, 9, and Hebrews 1, 3 all bring out this point. Christ reigns in glory. Christ's glory and His kingdom are intricately bound together. The mother of Zebedee's sons requested that her sons... May sit one on your right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom Matthew 20:21 20, Mark's rendition is grant unto us that we may sit one on thy right hand and the other on thy left hand in thy glory Mark 10:37 Christ is now reigning as king 1 Timothy 6:13 through 16 1 Corinthians 15:24 through 26 Acts 2:33 through 36 Hebrews 12:28 Colossians 1.13 and Revelation 1.5 and 6. Brother Cole concludes, Who is this King of glory? Jesus the Christ, who is seated at the right hand of God. When Jesus began to reign, He came into that glory. He conquered sin, sorrow, the grave, and death, and is now reigning as the King of glory. There is a future glory for those in Christ. 2 Timothy 2.10, 1 Peter 5.10 and 11. For those outside of Christ, they shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power, Second Thessalonians 1 and verse 9. What an awesome article, friends, and it's articles such as these we like to bring and share with you, and thankful for our friend Larry Cole and his article, Who Is This King of Glory, an Old Testament Question with a New Testament Application. You'll probably hear more of these in future broadcasts of International Gospel Hour. Now, friends, not only do we appreciate you listening to our broadcast, but we'd like to share with you some things that we make available. Not only some information about our work, but now our Jay webb will return. He wants to tell you about our free Bible study course that's available by mail. We'd love for you to give it a try, and it's absolutely free. You're under no obligation. Let's listen to our J-Web with the details.
1: Friends, the International Gospel Hour offers for free a Bible study course available by mail. That's right. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. It's free. Give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. You may also go to our website at InternationalGospelHour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things that be
0: of God. And now, friends, we return to earlier days of the Gospel Gleaner publication. We're thankful to offer the Gospel Gleaner to our listeners absolutely free. If you go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com and click on the resource tab, scroll down and you'll see some information about the Gospel Gleaner, a publication you can receive. It's free and it's offered four times a year. I turn back the clock to some earlier episodes, I'm sorry, not episodes, but editions, shall I say, this is an episode, that's an edition of the Gospel Gleaner. The late Carol Seitz and his article, How narrow-minded should we be? Some folks feel that we in the church are too narrow-minded. As a preacher, I have sometimes been accused of being narrow-minded because of insisting upon the Christian forsaking all to follow Christ. But isn't all of life narrow? Isn't success to be found only by passing through the narrow gate and down the straight way? Consider a couple of the following. There is no room for broad-mindedness in the chemical laboratory. Water is composed of two parts hydrogen and one part oxygen. The slightest deviation from that formula is forbidden. There is no room for broad-mindedness on the athletic field. The game is played according to the rules with no favors shown for charity's sake. Now, why is it that we expect broad-mindedness to rule in the realm of religion and morals? Jesus said in John 8.32, "...you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free." He prayed, sanctify them by your truth, your word is truth, John seventeen seventeen. He plainly stated, entered by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it, Matthew seven thirteen and 14. And Brother Sites concludes his article, Where Do You Fit? Which Do You Choose? Dear friends, we are to be as narrow-minded as God is. That's a worthy thought. Awesome article, awesome reminder today. Now, from time to time on our broadcast from International Gospel Hour, you'll hear what we call our Are You Reading or Article segment. We use Are You Reading as a nod to our first speaker, V.E. Howard, who was well known to say, Are You Listening? Well, let us keep reading good things based on the Word of God. And we'll continue these studies together at another time. Thank you so much for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour radio broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie and friends, as always, keep listening. God be with you, still be
1: me. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory. And we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way.